Hi, Julia. Hi, Leona. How are you? I'm really excited. It's our first episode of our podcast, and I'm so curious where we're going to go. Uh, I'm so curious too, and honestly, also so excited. Never have done this before, but I'm so sure we will make it. Two minds, different times. There's a lot going on in your life right now. I, I know that you had a big birthday lately, right? Yeah, I sure did. Yes, indeed. I turned 50 in December. Uh-huh. You know. And it was honestly, it, it was a really interesting time to take a step back and sort of evaluate uh, where I am in my life and, and what things are important to me. And it really made me think a lot about friends. And friendship. Oh, interesting. Have 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 a lot of friends been there then on your birthday, or how did you celebrate it? Well, that's the interesting thing is I've always celebrated my birthday with a big birthday Christmas party where we invite you know sixty people, mm -hmm. and for such a big event, I actually wanted a small event. I wanted to spend time with my really close friends who mean something to me and who have accompanied me through my, through my life. So it really, yeah, it really got me thinking about what friends are kind of what categories of friends there are, if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. um, and who I wanted to have there. Oh, wow. I mean, friendship is a is a very important topic. Friends are the people that are surrounding us a lot and which whom we could probably have a very good time. So I do really understand that you were thinking about with whom to spend your birthday with. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, honestly, we sometimes so so especially for birthday parties or other big events like weddings or something. Um, a lot of my friends currently are getting married and it's mm -hmm. like whom should I invite and who should I not invite and then it's always about the discussion of this person I I honestly I, I don't have much relation to that but I think I should invite him or her because mm -hmm. that's how we have to do it and yeah I, I was then also asking um, my friend like would you count this person to your inner circle of people who should spend such an important day with you And she was like, no. And so so it's an, an important uh, question to find out or to understand who of your people are friends and who probably are acquaintances or, or, or like something like that. Totally. I, I mean, I think... I think we often, and, and COVID maybe gave us a bit of insight into this, I think, uh, when you can't spend your time with people in a large group, you then shift away from these friendships of necessity, friendships of convenience, friendships of, I have to invite this person if I invite that person. Um, and that was certainly the thought process around this whole friendship topic with my birthday is, you know, who is a close friend and why? Is there anything that those friends have in common um, that I am that I want to spend time with? And it was really an interesting, it was really an interesting thought process around um, what is important to me. 
And it's funny you mentioned the wedding thing, because when Mm -hmm. I got married, one of one of my friends gave me excellent advice about who to invite to the wedding. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, you have friends from your past, Mm -hmm. you have friends in your present, and you have friends that you want to have in your future. Yeah, I would only recommend inviting people to your wedding who exist in at least two of those categories. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the future category would be the most important for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, of course, looking into the past and what has connected you into the past also totally makes sense. But people are changing. And I think the most important answer you should ask yourself is like in this place yourself where you can grow theme with whom in my future do I want to spend my time and therefore who should be there? Yeah genius question I think that is such I wish I had thought of that at the time that I was getting married that you know honestly I think one of the most important aspects of the friends that I have now and the friends who are really important to me is exactly that are they capable of change are they capable of growth and not everyone is And those who I really, who mean a lot to me and who are the most important people in my lives, that's one of the things that they have in common. Yeah, so true. But yeah, I I would agree to that. And when I'm, I'm currently thinking about friends that I'm having and like answering myself the question, are that friends I want to spend like my future time with or or, or I want to have on my future development path and Mm -hmm. whatever, however, in which direction it goes. I mean, that's exactly what friendship is for me, right? That you have people by your side, like being there with you, however your future direction is looking like. Mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if you go in this or that, you're entering this or that path. They are just there with you in however your future is looking like. Mm-hmm. But like how especially for weddings, how can you say someone, hey, I don't want you to be there or I don't count you as like the inner circle of people or friends I want to have around me. I think we are not talking about this a lot. That's true. That is true. I think, you know, honestly, when I think about the the friends that I do have that are that are close to me, one of the other characteristics that really unites those friends is that they're all very communicative. Uh-huh. Not yeah. surprisingly, you know, I am a leadership coach. I do a lot of work in the communication field. Being able to communicate is very important to me. Yeah. And it started out as a bit of a joke that my, my close girlfriends, they tell me that they love me. And I tell them, I love them because we're really open with one another about how we feel, why we feel the way we feel, what we're thinking, what we're, you know, what's going through our minds and having that open channel of communication where I can be who I am in the moment where I don't have to watch my words, where I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. Mm-hmm. That sort of that real authenticity comes through that communication. Yeah. Yeah. A friend is really someone who gives you kind of a good feeling. You you don't have any feeling of pressure being around this person 
it, it's a person where you just have a good feeling being surrounded with, right? Yeah. And when you're talking about communication, I would totally agree to that. But another very important topic for me in regards to friendship uh, is that the person or the friend is able to listen to me. So I think it's mm. also about listening because, I mean, especially in my job also, I'm talking so much every day to so many different people and I am the one who is mostly actively listening mm -hmm. and what I really need from a friend is listening to me right yeah while I am like talking mm -hmm. and um, yeah not not many are capable of this because active listening we know it from leadership <laughs> skills and so on is it's not an easy skill <laughs> no it sounds like such a passive easy skill and it is not yeah um yeah active listening is huge but also the feeling when they're listening to me that they are not there to agree with whatever i say that in that open communication and active listening, they will tell me honestly how they think or react to what I'm saying, as opposed to, I used to have a friend who always expected me to support her and encourage her in anything she did, even if, like, I could never say, I don't think that's a good idea. Have you considered this? That might be, you know, I, I don't support what you're doing. Not yeah. possible. Yeah. That to I, me is not a real friend. Yeah. No. I want someone who can say, no, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. And then I think it's totally fine if the other person is saying, no, I nevertheless want to take this direction or go this path. Mm -hmm. But you should be able to say where your own boundaries are and what you probably don't agree on. Right. Completely agree. I, Completely yeah. Agree. I would be curious. Um, so, like, to understand how friendships are developing over time. So when you're looking back into your past and how it is right now, how has the type of friends friendship maybe changed or yeah, how has it developed for you? Ooh, great question. I think that the biggest the biggest thing I've noticed is how many facets or stages say that how many stages of your life you have as mark manson wonderfully put it uh friendships of utility <laughs> so you have friends because you're in a similar situation at a similar time for yeah. example you are both at university studying together you start the same job at the same time you both have kids at the same time um, those are friendship, these friendships of utility where you meet somebody because of what you're doing mm -hmm. and you become friends purely based on that one commonality. And I think my friendships over time have really developed that. I told a friend once that I think you have friendships of, um, like convenience, that sort of friendships of utility, friends, mm -hmm. friends of doing the same thing. And you have friends where you share values. Yeah. And the long-term friends are the ones who really have both. Yeah. Because it sounds, I mean, on the one hand, it can sound very superficial to say the, you know, we're friends because we do the same thing or we're in the same place, but 
time is limited. We don't have time to be friends with 75 people on a, on a daily basis or on a regular basis. So the people that are in my life now who mean something to me very often share values. Well, they all share values, but they also often share that similarity of, of habits, similarity of hobbies, similarity Mm -hmm. of, of space. Yeah. And that overlap is what makes that, that really good friend. Yeah, I would totally agree to that. I especially realized so that um, keeping friends or friendships is not that easy hmm. because of the limited time you have. Because I can remember during university or school, it was much easier because you your friends were with you like the whole time. But when you start working, for example, then you have much more limited capacity um, yes. with whom you could spend your time with and every weekend somehow you have to do a new decision on do I rather sp- spend time with this or that person I mean it sounds like very rational but somehow it is like that because time is limited and it you, is. you figure out with whom you feel more connected or with whom you don't but is there is there any like I don't know science around friendship that could help us to to better find out who is a real friend and who is probably not <laughs> i don't know <laughs> or is it just gut feeling honestly i think it's gut feeling the one the one thing that that science would bring up for me is um the theory of adult development uh-huh, yeah which is in short really a very a very fascinating uh, discover discovery for lack of a better word from, um, some behavioral psychologists named, um, Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy, uh, in a book called immunity to change where they describe how, when you become an adult, you know, age 25, 27, your brain then is fully developed mm-hmm. and, Prior to the 1980s, it was thought that once you are a fully developed adult at that stage, that's it. You don't grow past that. Mm -hmm. And approximately 65% of people actually don't. They remain in this sort of socialized mind, as he calls it, um, stage three adulthood. Not that there's anything wrong with that, Mm -hmm. um, but there are also uh, 20 to 35% of of people who, who develop in a different direction who, who choose to further develop and further grow into what's called the self-authoring mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is virtually impossible to have a close friendship with someone who's in a different stage. Yeah. They don't have to be at the same point in a stage, but there are people who are in the socialized mind and there are people who are moving towards the self-authoring mind. And I think this is a really good example of you and me, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're obviously at very different, at different stages in our lives and, and careers and actually probably neurological development, given that you're 27. So chances are your brain is just newly finished. Yay. <laughs> and that's mine's been finished for half of my know. life. But why is it finished? But I we're both- but we're both, I think we're both in that, in that self-authoring mind. We're both in that curiosity, development, growth, lifelong learners. I think if you're a lifelong learner, you are on the same page as me somehow. 
You don't have to be at the same stage in your lifelong learning journey, but yeah. you have learned things I haven't and vice versa. Um, so I, I think that friendships need that similarity of stage that you have a sort of a similar outlook on, on growth and development, but also that you have similar values. Yeah. And you really need to kind of find out then who is with you on the same stage and who is not, but how can we find that out? So are there any tips and tricks that you can share? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Honestly, I think one of the hardest parts about being a bit of a older adult is realizing exactly as you say, like, how do you say, uh, you're not coming to my wedding. I, you're not on the list. Yeah. How do you, how do you not be friends with somebody? Yeah. How do you, and, and, and one of the challenges of, of adulthood for me has absolutely been learning where my boundaries are mm -hmm. and communicating that. Yeah. Yeah. Making them transparent. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I definitely have had friendships that have ended. Yeah. Some of them very easily. You know, I've moved a number of times in my life. I've lived in six different countries. I've had, I think, 19 different addresses in my adult life. Wow. Um, so obviously moving can make it really easy to end a friendship. Yeah. So it's kind of fading out and you don't need to have this like awkward conversation. <laughs> Are we friends or are we not? And I think this is also something that I would not like recommend to do because if you really have this rational talk about are we friends or are we not, then you are probably overcomplicating it a little bit. <laughs> right now, probably you are not so much connected and then that's totally fine. You can keep that as it is. But I also have um, already experienced that it could happen that friends are kind of getting more important to you at different points of life, depending yes. on what your interests are and so on. And if you had the discussion of like, okay, now we agree on we are no friends anymore, then you probably close a door that you would would not want it to have closed, right? Yeah, yeah. I had an interesting discussion once with a friend when we were both... Um, newly pregnant with our first children. Mm -hmm. We had an interesting discussion. Do you think that you can be friends with someone who has completely different parenting to you? Huh. Including the parenting, which influences you a lot. Exactly. So we might have the, you know, and this is where it comes back to that. Do we have the same values? Mm -hmm. What if you're good friends and you get along and you have a similar outlook on life. And then when you have children, you parent entirely differently. Can you still be friends? And the conclusion that we came to was that in fact, it's a lot easier to be friends with somebody who has different parenting if the friendship is pre-existing, mm -hmm. but you will never make friends with someone who has different parenting styles than you have. Ah, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense for me because then probably your values are also differing. Exactly. I it mean, is that, really, it's like the literal it, embodiment of different values. values. Yeah, yeah. 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 One thought that just came to my mind, I was asking myself, I mean, having the same or sharing the same values is 
probably a, um, an important prerequisite of a good friendship. That totally makes sense. But sometimes I also love it to be surrounded by people who don't have the same values or who are completely different to me, especially when I'm in... Um, in, in, in episodes of my life where I have where I have the feeling I don't know who I am. I really need to develop myself. So uh, for example, um, after my first breakup, I was like, hmm, I mean, I have been surrounded by those people a lot, but I also feel like I'm kind of changing. So maybe I need to get in contact with people who are different than I am to find out if there is room for development in that direction too. And I did make very good experiences with that. For example, with the first flatmate um, I was sharing a flat with, he was completely different from all categories that you could have. But nevertheless, we were so close to each other and connected. And maybe that ties back to the, the theory of the different stages because we probably had been on the same stages like self-authoring mm -hmm. mind, but nevertheless all visible categories are very different mm -hmm. and that's the learning that I wanted to share here is also things from the outside might look like that you're completely different nevertheless you can be friends yeah oh. I've you know what one of my mottos has always been I don't want to clone as a friend yeah because I'm not looking to be friends with exactly enough. me. Yeah, I want to yeah. learn and expand my horizons. And and definitely I love, and that's exactly why we're doing this podcast. I think that's yeah. an excellent sort of takeaway. That's exactly why we're doing this podcast because those different perspectives, they make life so interesting. Yeah. So do you have for, for our listeners here kind of a... Uh, and a key takeaway out of that session, what they can implement into their thought process, <laughs> how to understand their friendship lives better. Yeah, I think, you know what, honestly, I would say the, the, the thing that is so valuable for me is this thought process around what makes a good friend for me? What are my values? And what is valuable to me about a friend? Because we really, we don't have, we don't have the time and energy to be friends with everyone. And it says a lot about you. You are, you are the, um, the science says you are the makeup of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. So who are those five people? What yeah. does this say about you? I yeah. mean, statistically speaking, if everyone in your friendship group is getting divorced, the likelihood that you will get divorced increases significantly. Yeah. And therefore, I think it's also important to add one additional question to the question of who is surrounding you or who are the five people surrounding you, like adding the future perspective to it that we have shared at the beginning. Are those the people I also want to be surrounded when I am my future me? So are those the people I would love to develop myself? Because as you said, if I um, surround myself now with people who are all getting divorced, for example, then probably that can be my future me too. Oh, I love that. Who do I want? That's yeah. Who, who, who oh. does my, who does future me want to be friends with? Yeah. Hmm. Note, write down those five people and if you don't know them yet probably like character characteristics of those people or where you can probably meet them like yeah 
locations or Brene Brene Brown has a great uh, exercise which I love. She calls it the Square Squad, Mm -hmm. and she says take a piece of paper that is one inch by one inch. So I mean, this is a teeny tiny piece of paper. Though you can't write very much on that tiny, write on that tiny piece of paper, the people that are in your squad, like who is really important to you? Who are those five, basically, who are those five people that influence you the most? Who do you want in your corner? And that is your square squad. Oh, interesting. You definitely need to share that in the show notes so that our listeners can try out that exercise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it, I've done it myself and and it's a really eye-opening process who is the you know who who sh- who has real estate in your 1 inch by 1 inch square. Yeah. And those people you have probably written down on that paper have they been at your birthday party? So Those were the exact people. Those were there. And did you, know you kind of excluded people? I did. Yeah. I did not exclude anyone who probably expected to be invited. Yeah. Uh, because the the people who are in my square squad, they know they're in my square squad. And, and they knew they and would about be invited. communicating it, right? So yeah. that that they know that there are no no missed expectations. Right. I mean, it's also sometimes the reason I think why friendships are getting broken because people think oh we are so close friends because two years ago we have done something together and that was so great and in the meantime it maybe has changed but you have not communicated it mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. compared to relationship in my opinion is a lot of work and you cannot just be friends by just doing no investment into your friendship yeah. and i think it's important to to spend the investment well to the right people, as you said, but also if there is no investment, I think it's difficult to to be friends as we understand friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now yeah. I want to go get something square for my square squad as a gift. Figure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where to get it from. <laughs> so, so that would be that would be actually that would be my sort of thought impulse or journaling question to leave our listeners with at the end of episode one, who is in your square squad? Yeah. I'll, I'll connect to Brene Brown's dare to lead. Um, it's the square squad exercises from her book, dare to lead. I'll connect, I'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be, that would be our takeaway for today. Yeah. That's our takeaway. Ask yourself with whom you want to be surrounded in the future and write those people down that are in your square squad. Yeah. Love it. Great. Thank you so cool. much for bringing that topic up of friendship. And I hope you had a great party. I mean, that's something I would like to share. Friendship is also very beneficial for having great parties. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful who you invite. Yeah, <laughs> I parties. love it. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to episode two. I'm looking forward to it too. See you there. Bye. Bye.